Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to CHGO Bears After Dark. I've been looking forward to this show all damn day long, or at least for the last couple of minutes, because uh, we are <laughs> presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And there he is, a man that I have missed. A man that I look up to, a man that is an incredible athlete, a man that wakes up in the morning and goes to the gym and is there at 8 a.m. and is on, on the Stairmaster. Nicholas Moriano, great to see you, buddy. <laughs> great to see you too, Mark. I thought this was going somewhere else for a second, but we had no idea me. where it was going. And, and then there's the other guy, grumpy, head down. I'm I'm circulating your show, so forgive me. No, 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 no. Please just be you. I want you to be you. Like Matt Nagy in his prime, be you, Gregory P. Allen Braggs. Great to see you, buddy. Hi, how are you? Great show uh, today, guys. Got me all fired up for today. For tonight, I should say. Yeah, well, so uh, let, let's, let's get into this uh, Jalen Carter situation, everybody. Uh, we got a lot to do on the show tonight. We are going to touch on the interesting situation uh, that was, I mean, I have never seen uh, women's college basketball get this much love, Gino Ariema included, uh, but this was an incredible weekend. Of course, the national championship game is tonight. We're brought to you by DraftKings. Um, you know, heavy favorite UConn tonight, so we can get into that a little bit too. But uh, just just very interesting stuff going on uh, with with Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese that I want to touch on and give my thoughts on that. But uh, in philosophy, see you, buddy, 1990. BU indeed. Uh, but here's Jalen Carter, me with the Bears a second time. Does anybody is anybody reading into this as the Bears have actual, real, bona fide 
checking all the boxes. Let's see if we can get this done. Interest in Jalen Carter. I'd be shocked. I've said that all along, but I don't know where you guys are at as of 6.35 p.m. on April the 3rd with the national championship coming up in less than two hours. Well, Carm, earlier today, I mean, you were you were you were in the lane where I'm thinking now, and and you were onto something. You just didn't hammer home the point that I made last week on, I believe, after dark, or maybe it was with Adam Rank. I think it was with Adam Rank, and that is when you're talking about some of these edge rushers and these offensive linemen. You pointed out, like, are these guys like generate like generational talent gets thrown around just? can't miss guys studs like Jackson Smith and Jigba or Bijan Robinson. You know, the, the verbiage you hear around those types of players is different than what you hear about Paris Johnson or other guys where you're like, Oh, they're good, but this, that, the other. And with Jalen Carter, he's one of those guys. He's one of, he falls under that category of what Bijan Robinson or what Jackson Smith and Jigba is the way other teams that played against him, other players, other coaches that went up against him in college talk about. So the fact that they brought him in for a second time does tell me they are very interested to see his progression as they get closer to draft night, because they probably are considering a guy like that. Because if not, what's the point in having a top 10 pick if you're not going to have a can't miss guy? They have two first round picks next year. So you're going to be able to add to whatever you can't get here in the early first round this year. You got to hit this one with a big, you got to take a big swing. It can't be a safe pick. It needs to be a big swing. Yeah, boy, Boogie, by the way, I just want to get him in there because he's, he's yeah, boy, Boogie, and it's after dark and we need more. Yeah, boy, Boogie's running around in this world. Um, no way they're all about character. Yes, Nick, continue on, please. What's up, yeah, well, boy, I just, Boogie? I just think they're just doing their due diligence too, right? Like they had to look at all the quarterbacks, right? Or a couple of the quarterbacks before they knew that Justin was their guy. And then they trade the number one overall pick, right? Doing their due diligence to get their homework done. This bringing in Jalen Carter is doing, trying to get investigate and trying to understand who he is as a person. What's his mindset like? And seeing, well, is is he somebody that can learn from his past mistakes and be somebody that has shown growth from the time that he's had all these incidents happen to this 30 visit today? So I think that's what Ryan Poles is doing because, and we've said it so many times in this podcast already, the, the, the talent is there. He fits the need at the three-tech position, and it's probably that disruptor, that penetrator, that engine that Matt Eberflus ideally – would like in a player like that let's, if he can get the most out of him. Let's but do it. Let's do his due diligence. Um, my bad. I, I didn't mean to cut you out there, Nick, but I just want to, I got excited. Let's do this in CHGO Bears land, all right? We, we're considering, because the, you know, all uh, CHGOs is taken up. We're, we're sweeping the nation. Um, everyone's a fan. Everyone's subscribing. We got, we got, uh, we're, we got everybody going diehard. By the way, if you're not a diehard, go to allchgo.com. If you want to support us, we really appreciate it. Get yourself 20% off on all merchandise. Get involved with all of our takeovers at a discount. Uh, get all our exclusive content, all of that. Let's just say for the record that we've got everybody in the city that is, everyone's subscribed, everyone's banging down the door to advertise. We're just overflowing in money. 
And we're going to add on more talent to CHGO Bears. And here's here's a guy out there. Man, he's got some inside uh, information from some agents. He's got, he's got a great personality. He has uh, everything you want in, in a podcaster, in a, in, a, in a talent in the room. However, you know, he shows up, uh, I don't know, two and a half days out of the week. And when he's not there, you have no idea what he's going to be doing. Might just straight flat out embarrass the company. But when he's here, when he's on, dude's going to be incredibly entertaining. I'm not talking about Greg Braggs, but would you, would you, would you, (laughs) (laughs) would you, would you want that guy in your room? That's, would you want him in anybody else out there? Would you want him in your office? In your uh, in your in your basement couch where you're doing some uh, brilliant business, whatever that's making you live your life to, to the best way possible. Would you want that dude? Would you hire that guy? Well, Mark, is he giving you ratings? Is he giving you generating money? Is he doing all that stuff? Because that those are things that honestly, like you look at maybe this particular situation, and maybe that gets overlooked at who the person is yeah. if they're doing X, Y, and Z for you know for yourself so i i think it's a ratings I, I guy this whole Nick, segment makes no, no, i mean this this you know it's it could be it could be a ratings thing i know how i would mess with somebody what like is that, this ladder behind you i can't get my head what is a towel this? rack right is that what that is my girlfriend was looking it at it looks that. like a ladder from lord of the rings it takes <laughs> this thing rises me up in my in my podcast land i go to heaven after the show Oh my God! I just can't. I, it's so like, your background. I mean, we so we, we don't need to go into my decorative talents. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not oh, here boy. to talk about my post. Hey, look to 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 bring. It I back like to my ladder. Card, to bring it back to it's very nice. It just looks like something out of uh, a Hobbit would have. Uh, <laughs> what are you a gonna take a nap while I talk? I'm not going to no, go that I, long, Carl. I, I'm not gonna... well, what what Nick said is right. <laughs> I use it for, for it's a, <laughs> <that's bad. laughs> this show. Hey, uh, twenty minutes, ten minutes in, we've gone off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. To bring it back to your point about Jalen Carter, like for me, I just trust Ryan Poles, and everybody's got different opinions, you know, in the chat and on Twitter and everywhere else. But if they're bringing him in, they've talked to him at the pro day, you know, they've talked to him now. So this is technically one meeting. I don't know if we're going to call it two times they've met, but they're they're talking with him a lot. And if they do, they're doing their homework. They're doing their due diligence. They're talking to his teammates. They're talking to people he probably grew up with in high school. And they're going to find out everything they can about him. And if he falls to nine and the Bears take him, I'm going to be excited. And if Bears fans want to try to outsmart Ryan Poles, more power to you. But this is a guy – a lot of f- fans would have been fine with at four had the Bears traded back to four and Will Anderson had been taken at three. I guess – I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. Go ahead. That was before you had the information that he was drag racing. And but he had people... already had questions of his character to that This point. is another level, dog. Another okay. level, Bragulicious. You know, and we've cut. been over that many times on this show, and you know where I stand on as far as – him making a, a, a very awful mistake and being a part of something that costed people their lives, but also not being fully responsible of that moment. And he deserves a second chance and he deserves to grow up and he deserves to, 
you know, have an opportunity to play in this league and he will play in this league. Now, whether it's with the bears is the question. And if the bears take him, I will be excited. That's where I stand on it. So, so, so let, 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 let's go back in time. Philosophy, 1990. Karma Sandalwood going. That's true. A comforter. True. Mm-hmm. And a ladder to heaven. What in the CHGO is going on? Hello. It's it's called Bears After Dark, baby. This is what we do. This is how we get this is how we entertain on a Monday night. The, the, and, and by the way, if I may uh uh <laughs> I thank you, Bra- Dylan, my guy. Bragalicious is 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 what it's gotta be. But this is what we do on a Monday night. And look you don't you know, can I remind you there was this young so excited. <laughs> I do. I do. There was this young quarterback that had this lightning arm and he had all the talent in the world and he could he could he could you know put, put that cannon 40 yards down the field in a tight window and it could look so incredibly sexy and touchdowns were scored and then the next play you know uh, we're going the other way and then I we're know gonna, you're not the, comparing Jalen Carter to Mitch Trubisky. Is I'm not. Okay. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm talking right. about. I'm talking about character. I'm talking about leaders. I'm talking about a guy who's not a leader. I'm talking about a guy who up and down and, and took you right to 500 his entire career here. You, 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 you want? You, have we not learned what it's like to be led by a dude who can't lead in Jay Cutler? Quarterback talent, and bro. defensive tackle are two entirely different things. No as far shit. As no leadership shit. is concerned. No shit. No shit. But, dude, do you not think it matters that one of the how important is Jalen Carter's position? No, I don't think every player on the team needs to be a choir boy. No, I don't. I do not think that matters. Don't think it matters. Sometimes he's I, trying, I, just, sometimes he's not. Yes, it is important that your quarterback has his head in the game. <laughs> I did not like Jay Cutler's leadership. I did not like his attitude uh, at camp. I did not like his attitude towards some of the players in the locker room. Uh, I did not think those. Did you like Brian uh, Cox? Huh? Did you like Brian Cox? My guy, Simon. That young yeah, quarterback I mean, was Mark Carmen. I, I was a young buck back then, but I can remember his, his flare-ups. But as people have pointed out in the chat, Warren Sapp had questions, you know, uh, coming in, and he fell in the draft because of that. Standard, and, uh, standard brags lean on the chat for to make well, a point. Well, and Warren Sapp also, I can remember having a few moments in the in the it, when he was in the NFL. I can remember him running off a, an assistant coach or a head coach going into the locker room, telling him to put a helmet on. I can remember that moment very well. I think it was on Monday Night Football, and you can see that intensity. Um, you know, he was, he's a great player. So I would take that kind of player. I mean, that's what we're talking about with Jalen Carter. That's his, that's his ceiling. What's his, what's his floor? My new thing tonight is I'm just going to interrupt everybody. This is apparently my new game. Yeah. Smoke daddy bragging. We're not talking about picking him in the fourth round. We're talking about taking him nine overall. All right. You got, you got Jackson Smith and Jigba. You've got, uh, B. John Robinson. You got solid offensive linemen. You've got perhaps uh, not 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 to his level of talent, but you got some dynamic dudes who could get to the quarterback that could be there. Are you really going to pass on all those for a dude who's a complete wild card? That's where I was telling you. I that's I, I want the trade back. I've been saying that since the moment we traded from one to but nine. You keep I on want the trade back. Take but if they're not going to trade back, 
then I want a player like that or Jackson Smith and Jigba. I want a player that I'm going to be immediately insanely excited for, not someone that's just filling a hole that still has things to work on. I'm not going to if, – if you're going to take a player at nine, it needs to be a plug-and-play star. And if not, trade back and let that player fall to you and then add picks between 20 and 45 like you guys were talking about today that has so much value in this draft. Nick, Mark, I want you to do what Gary, yeah. Gary Ross is saying. I guess, I'm so, I guess I have to save the conversation. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But, Mark, let me ask you. From what Ryan Poles has done so far – yeah. And going into year two of being a GM, would you say he trusts Pulse? Would you say that, you know, the moves he's made, how he's kind of approached things, where where are you at with Ryan Pulse? What's kind of like team, the, the mark team, gauge team, with him? Team Pulse, but not like, you know, I wouldn't bet my life that he's going to get get it right. But I'm Team Pulse, yes, okay. Okay, so Team Pulse. And if he believes that he has a structure within Hallis Hall, has the right people, that if you bring in a guy like Jalen Carter, take him at nine, if he would fall to you at nine and he takes him, there there has to be this sense that we, the Bears as an organization, can deal with the off the field issues, that he can be in an environment that no, that that won't be as much of a prominent thing as it was. Will he have his flare ups? Possibly. He's had these things come up at Georgia. But I'm just saying, like, if he does do something like this, he is investing a top 10 pick in it. So he has to be sure that. What he has, the coaches that he has, the players that he's surrounded with, can take in a guy like this, a personality like this, and have him, you know, flourish in what what you know he could what he could potentially be as a player on the field. But I mean, it's an interesting conversation. I don't even think he gets to, to nine when the Bears select there, uh-huh. because there's there's a couple of teams that I think would take a chance on him. Like if Seattle's there. If, what are they at five? I mean, they might take okay. a chance Carter. All right, all right, all right. Hold on. Uh, Matt, comment. What do you want to wager there, Nicholas Moriano, that Jalen Carter's there at nine? How about I'll bet you that pair of sweet Air Jordans, the red, white, and black ones over your left shoulder. And you can have this. You can have my, my throw rug. Let's go. And... Uh, and and this candle would candle. You're your confident to that level? going to fit in those, Carm? Excuse me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Cram. Wait, what did you just say? Oh, about I my mean, feet? oh, you want? I thought that you didn't like the name. No, I said your feet aren't gonna fit. Your your feet are too small. Wait, isn't the candle gonna be done and over with by the time like this all happens? With you already have it lit. Yeah, we got a brand new one right in the in the old uh, Carm cupboard over here, buddy. Uh, I'll I'll give you the candle and, and uh, autographed and the blankie for those for that for those Air Jordans. If you if you're com- it's a it's a freebie for you, Nick. If you if you think that uh, you know he's gonna be gone by nine, I, I really don't want the candle or, or the ladder. <laughs> so, um, what, what can I offer you? What do you what do you what do you what do you want? We we all have to we'll have to discuss. I mean, those are those are those are my babies over there. So, got to be valuable, <laughs> valuable. All right, uh, <laughs> maybe not. You might not find it right here, but. We'll have, to, we'll have to discuss. All right. Well, and 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 yes, of course, all said, official ga- all official gambling should be taking place on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, who is of course sponsoring this fine show. Who's covering? What are you covering, Gary Ross? You think he's going to be gone too? Um, 
<laughs> MP is, is my guy right now. Car bets like dudes who just got out of jail. Well, maybe I did. <laughs> maybe I did, MP. Maybe I just got out of the old uh, Pokorooski. Uh, Cram and I the have, clink. I've got this can <laughs> of pen tennis balls for you. Pen tennis balls, oh Nick. Those are valuable. These are these are used by Carm on the court, hit with Carm's racket. I took down Luis yesterday. One ex, I'm sorry, Cameron yesterday. Luis is coming up on Thursday night. Cameron went down one and one. Dude couldn't handle me. Right, and it wasn't with these balls, but we can make sure that you know. All right, I'm just. I I think he's gonna be there. I don't think the Bears are taking. Can we play what? Can we play what Ian Rappaport and. Uh, his Jalen Carter report that Nick put in 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 notion uh, behind the scenes production talk on the air here, Joey. Can I can I can I listen to this? Where did I, Nick I, put it? It's it's in notion. It's in notion or Slack. Notion. Notion. I embedded it there. Um, yeah, Ian Rapport had uh, some interesting comments about Jalen Carter and where he thinks he'll ultimately end up. If we can get the video, then we can uh, we can hear well, for yourself. Well, here. and while we're waiting, while while we're waiting for it, as I hold my tennis balls. Drew Rosenhaus, you're exhausting. We're not meeting with teams outside the top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Drew. Okay, all right. You called Jalen Carter a great family man. I, I don't know any twenty-two-year-olds who are not, who are great family men. For the record, uh, <laughs> That's let, true. I mean, what the, what the hell are you talking about? Let's let's hear this with uh, with with Senor Rapport. Uh, 68 seconds of dynamicism. Yeah, it is the time of pre-draft visits. When this becomes news, we start to figure out where are all these top prospects going around the top 10 and then beyond. And, and the top 10 is an interesting spot to start there. Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle, of course, was in the news all during combine week for all the wrong reasons, eventually put in no contest, misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. He's on a visit with the Chicago Bears today. They picked number nine. He has also visited the Philadelphia Eagles, also in the top ten. I know uh, Bears GM Ryan Post spent time with them at his pro day as well. Uh, I talked to Agent Drew Rosenhouse, who represents Carter, earlier this morning. He told me that he has declined several invitations from teams outside the top ten to host Carter on a visit. Uh, this would be interesting because this would indicate in the uh, eyes of Rosenhouse, based on his information, that he believes Carter is going in the top ten he told me he has confidence that that is going to be the case. Now, if a team does end up trading into the top 10, then he will have Carter visit there. But as of now, no visits for teams outside the top 10 based on his information and where he believes his client is going. All right. That makes me a little bit nervous. But, Nick, I'm still willing to bet you this gray ski hat. <laughs> oh, that's, that's iconic there, Mark. I see you always posting videos with that hat. This is a dynamic ski hat. It's it's got extra thickness. It looks completely ridiculous. It looks on your like head. a girl's hat. I don't know why you what you have against girls. I have there's... nothing against girls. I'm just so, saying it, that's what it looks like. It's so will... big on top. It's, <laughs> it's so enormous. Top. It's a t- it's a terrible look, but you stand out, and I am willing to bet and I'll wash it. This hat for those Jordan things with all of that. Uh, for for Carter will be there at nine. Are you in? It almost seems like an even trade. Um, I mean that hat is just glorious. Um, 
Smell the hat. Let's see. (laughs) Smell the hat, Mark. Like, is there? We got to see a sniff test to see. It's a great. What do you mean? It's my own smell. I love this. This thing is. This thing is. This thing is. This thing is. Is is I as as I think Nick just said it is iconic, and I for those who are uh, you know listening in the audio land, just just trust me. This 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 big gray ridiculous thing on my head is one of the great things that Nick can get. Um. Are you in? Are we making a bet? I, I, I just don't think I'm winning here. Like, even if I win the hat, I'm not. I'm not rocking the hat like, How about twenty? I'm not bucks. rocking the hat like you, Mark. So That's it's a thing. twofold bet for you, Mark. A, he has to fall all the way to nine, and B, the Bears have to pass on him. No, 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 no. I'm just saying he's going to be there. Yeah, fine. I could go twofold. I'll say he's there, and the Bears pass. I'll right, go twofold. You said both. I'll go twofold. Let's go twofold. Because there's a good chance he's not even going to fall tonight. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that makes sense. I know that's what he's thinking. He, Nick's Nick's all confident. Well, what, uh, I mean, let's break it down. Let's yeah, look at the, let's let's break, the first let's break eight it down. picks. Break it down. The first, <laughs> the first eight <laughs> picks, Nick. Let's go through it. Number yeah, one is CJ Stroud. Number two is Bryce Young. Number yeah. three, do you believe it's going to be Anthony Richardson? I do. At number so for Arizona, um, I'm Arizona's trading with Tennessee. Mark it down. Titans are coming up to that three. Telling you. Um, let's say they. Regardless, do you believe Anthony? Let's because we can't we can't completely predict that. Do you think Anthony Richardson's taken in the top eight? Even Seattle would actually be without a trade up. Seattle would be interesting for them, right? Would have Geno. Um, but what if the three can definitely be Will Anderson for, right. for Arizona? Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's just have names. Okay. Because now we have four. <laughs> yep. Those are four names, and we're four four to go. The other four teams. I mean, we've we've talked about Detroit, you guys. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't the Detroit Lions again with what they already have? And can add a, another dynamic guy on the defensive line with Aiden Hutchinson. Like that seems like a real possibility. I don't think Las. I don't know about Las Vegas. I mean, it seems like a Las Vegas pick, but can they make a? Can they take a risk like that on a guy like Jalen Carter? Do you? I mean, I mean Henry Ruggs. I know it. Was yeah, I know. Yeah, that would be a great. That'd be a great. He's a rare. He's. I think the Raiders might might have a little big. Raiders need a quarterback. Hello, yeah, Will Levis. Definitely take one with Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy so that's G. what I'm saying. It's like they're t- you know, there's they're... only what two teams. How many teams would you say after the first three picks? Because even if Arizona doesn't trade out of that, it's definitely going to be Will Anderson. So from four to eight, how many of those teams have a legitimate chance of taking Jalen Carter? You could put, I would say, put Seattle in the contention, put Detroit in that contention. Shoot, I mean, Atlanta, like a home, like would, why not them? If they're they're so stuck on um, Desmond Ritter being their guy, they can add a guy like that. So I mean, I think there's possibilities for him to go right even after that fourth pick. So Atlanta's taking a corner. They, yeah, they, they probably could take a corner. 
or they can take the best defensive lineman on the board. We don't, you don't, we, listen, you guys can go back and forth and do this all night. This is a very important show. I got things to do, people to see. Are you making the bet or are you not making the bet? What is the bet? Give me a proposal. <laughs> what si- I mean, what? These are size 10? Forget about you- the shoes. Forget about the shoes. I'll trade you. Here, here's this. I just want to win the damn ass bet. I'll trade you this hat for that sorry ass hat that you got on your head. This I hat just for that got hat. this hat today. This is a All right, fine, these, are, fine. these are fantastic. Here, you can have. How about for that stupid shirt? <laughs> Nick, Nick <laughs> won't give you anything of value. <laughs> Let's see. You can have. Look at he's like looking through. Iowa DePaul football that I got after gradu- graduating. Are you serious? You give me the yeah. Iowa DePaul football? Well, it's All not right. going to happen because I'm going to win the bet. Okay, great. Iowa DePaul football for this oh hat. Oh my god, you're gonna take this this guy's football that's signed Damn by right his friends, signed by friends and family. I, I'm down with that. If you're making, I'll put that thing right in the studio. All right, put bet, a is, on it. bet is bet. locked in. Bet is Let's locked go. in. See, yo, your boy Boogie's got this going on here. Not the football. Dude wouldn't give up that <laughs> sad ass hat. He's giving me his football autographed by his family. You know what, Mark? I might have to. I know when your birthday is. I think it's what August eleventh, if I'm not mistaken. How do you right? know my birthday? Because you said it was five days after August sixteenth, or five stop, from stop the show li- earlier. Stop listening yeah, now- to what's going on in these shows. That's that's not. <laughs> I might I have to know. get you a melon hat. That's the big five zero, buddy, this big, year. So oh, this, I, was, just... I thought it was the six zero. Uh, okay all right old man river what do we got next what i don't know brags what do we got next you're on the show what are we We doing there buddy we gotta talk about our special sponsors here don't we Uh, okay why don't you talk about one of them there buddy why do i got it it's it's first Uh, you're out you're out here throwing out what's well let me tell you because i love our sponsors especially my guys over at goose island when we were at their facilities doing pictures and videos it was a really really nice place and chgo is supported by goose island beer company chicago's beer since 1988 so many great options like the blackhawks pale ale bull city 312 beer hug ipa series and my new favorite no plans goose island's two locations are open and ready to welcome you grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the goose island tap room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne brew house at 1800 North Clybourne for reservations and pickup. Go to gooseisland.com slash locations, goose Island beer company, the best in the business. Mirror you, Nick. I'll go real quick. I'm going to read this comment real quick Uh, from love. Dave says, Nick, if you're giving up the football, you should ask for all of Carm's TV remote controls. What? What are we doing here? Okay. Uh, okay, guys. What, what is he talking about? I have got one remote, and I, and I barely know how to use it. And I well, I'll and, take it, and then he won't know how to use it because he won't okay. have it. Uh, but uh, I gotta tell everybody about Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world class product that's just as good as any expensive pair. We've worn here at CHGO durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. 
you know, I have my Shady Rays right in my car. So whenever I'm going out, studio, gym, wherever it may be, convenient, easy access. And I know uh, they are going to do the job. What's awesome, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give is giving you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, great to have Shady Rays back on board here as they, uh, you know, we're, we're in Shady Rays season. If you don't get your Shady Rays, then I'm going to... Yeah, you just you just not doing it right. Shady, Shady Rays! Shady Rays. All right. Um... So I did this a little bit this morning at, on the noon show. And by the way, um, some big-time guests coming up this week. Nick, are we not talking about that yet? Wait, what? <laughs> are we revealing special <laughs> are we, guests? Are we revealing are special upcoming, guests or are we waiting on I would on imagine that? no. Let's, not... let's wait till uh, Tuesday in studio. Um, <laughs> but, I mean... Well, or Friday no meeting right here yeah. on the show. Or Friday, yeah. it's, it's Bears after dark, Braggs. You know you need to settle down with your buttoned-up bullshit over there. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no patience for your nonsense today. Yeah. Just uh, I, that's fine. And um, Joey, um, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, send you something that I meant to send you earlier. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, I'm just, just, just. What is the here we go? Um, I just don't trust you when you send things to Joey. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought we were back on track here. What were you saying? We're we're this? we're about to be back on track in a second. But I just thought of something that I absolutely have to have on the show. Um, because uh, have you have you um, I did. Uh, I made this for you guys <clears throat> last you time I produced. When we had uh, Brad on, and I never got to put it up, so I just want to say I think it's appropriate. This is what you guys. This is what I think of with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, For people man. who are just listening, we have the Step Brothers uh, picture here. With Where it says Mark they grow up so fast, it should say, "Or do they?" <laughs> uh. Have you have you looked at Joey? What I'm looking for is people have been commenting on what the NCAA Final Four court looks like. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, I'll find it, Carm. You know what I'm talking about? I can um, post what you sent me, Mark, in the chat. Yeah, I, I just I don't know if people have seen it, but I want and, and Braggs. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Very few do. Okay. Well, no. I well, well. Well, that's fine. That's why. You, that's why you listen to Bears After Dark because I bring things to the table that others don't have. The brilliance sure. of me is 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 pervasive. All right. This this is what I this is what I want to do. Okay. Are you listening? I'm listening. Yeah, I, I'm locked I, in. I, I, okay. Thank you very much. So, uh, there is this this guy, and it and 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 his name is Bijan Robinson. All right. Where does he go to school, Braggs? Texas. Right. And have they ever had any good running backs come out of Texas? Cedric Benson. 
Let's go. Williams, Earl Campbell. Come on, run back you. Come on. Thank you very much. Run back you. Cedric All Benson right? was a boss in college, okay? So yeah, well, and he was, and then he, then he ruined the Super Bowl, but uh, um, RIP indeed. Uh, but okay, so Bruce Feldman of The Athletic, we mentioned this earlier today, does a great job breaking down the entire draft. I'm reading his mock draft today. Uh, maybe I'm late to it. I don't know. Gary Ross has probably read it a hundred times. But so <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm reading it now. And this is what he writes about B. John Robinson. Quote, this is from uh, he's talking to scouts. This is the, these are the, he's Feldman does a phenomenal job talking to everybody, coaches, scouts, and this was the comment on Robinson from one scout. Quote: Oh my goodness, that kid is unbelievable. Has great vision, size, power. He will block. I can't say enough great things about him. He should have left three years ago. He's so big and strong. He's going to be an incredible NFL player. And then he continues on. His stop start is pretty special. It's something you might see in a smaller back, but he's got that mass and can run through you. He is impressive. Really good receiver. He's a bad matchup for a linebacker. He continues on. He's so compact. Has patience. Great change of direction and change of speed. When the ball is in his hands, he is elite. Their O-line looked the part, but they weren't very good in front of them. They were young and so inexperienced. Movement would hurt them. He is great, though. I think he was the best player in college football. Watch him. I get why NFL teams aren't picking running backs in the top five, but man, he's physical. He has good long speed and is selfless. They use him to block on the perimeter and pass protection. He's an elite route runner. He is elite, elite. Now, I mean, come on. That, that is, that is, that you do not get write-ups like that very often. The dude literally, he listed every single quality you could possibly have and called him elite, elite. And you tell me we're going to, we're going to draft Peter Skaronsky? Come on. Come on, Bears. Come on, Bears fans. I'm not against it. There's people in the chat that would be vehemently against it. I'm not against it. In an ideal world, I'd love to trade back a few spots sure, and have sure. Bijan Robinson That's the fall, fall That's to the, the Bears. Idea. But if if that doesn't happen and Brian Pulse shoots his shot and takes him at nine, I'm going to be excited. And there will be plenty of Bears fans that try to outsmart the GM, and that's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion. The GMs have been wrong before. So, you know, but at the same time, I always go off of what Ryan Poles said in his opening press conference to end the season. He said, we want play makers. And when they came to the Panthers and they had this discussion on who they were going to take, you guys talked about it today. Brian Burns, the defensive tackle, Brown, Derek Brown, and uh, DJ Moore were on the table. Adam Hogue said, well, they wanted to get Justin Fields help. They valued that over you know, a linebacker who's at the top of his game, a defensive tackle, which they sorely need. They took the wide receiver. They traded their second round pick for Chase Claypool, a guy that only has one year left on his deal just to get Justin Fields help. DJ Moore, Justin Fields help. People say in the chat, well, they got Foreman. Why would they get Bijan Robinson? Dante Foreman is a, a Deontay Foreman is on a one year deal. You know, Khalil Herbert is probably going to go exactly where, David Montgomery get went at the end of his contract to another team. 
So if they draft Bijan Robinson, you're not going to be hearing any complaints out of me. I want playmakers on this team. Uh, and by the way, Gary Ross, we will work out our bet. I'm absolutely betting with you. Don't worry. Thurman Thomas or whatever the hell, a sandwich. Uh, don't, we're, we're, <laughs> you're on, pal. Don't you worry. Nick, did you just get turned on by Bijan? I did not. I've, I'm already, so back on the Audible show, which was Thursday, last Thursday when we switched it up a little bit, not taking Bijan at nine. Not doing it, Mark. I think where it's going to come, it's a positional value. I think Ryan Poles can get a running back later in the draft that can also be impactful. I And he's going to be good wherever he goes. Whatever offensive line he has in front of him. I'm not taking him. Not taking the running back. Just not not for uh, what this Bears team needs. A cliff, cliff, those are good. Is that peanut butter? Yep, that's a cliff. That's a peanut butter cliff that's bar. That's a very good one. All right. That gives you energy. I like those. It, it does. And you're talking about Bijan like he's a peanut butter cliff bar. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and not... You know, a double cheeseburger from Asheville. I don't like it. Right. Like, I mean, to me, you know, the difference between the difference between a guy like B, if you were to take a guy like B. John Robinson or you wait later is like the difference between Saquon Barkley and David Montgomery. I mean, David That's Montgomery is a about. solid running back, but the way he's described, the way he played in college, if B. John Robinson is Saquon Barkley, then we're talking, yeah, of course you can find production and I understand positional value, but when you're talking about playmakers, elite talent, you only get so many of those guys. You only get so many chances at those guys high in the draft. So I, like I've said, we talked about it with Adam rank last week. Carm brought it up um, earlier today. I, I I'm totally in line with these guys. Bijan, JSN, Jalen Carter, if not, trade back. I, I, if I'm going to end up sounding like a broken record, so it's probably good I'm only I'm only doing a couple shows a week because I, I don't know where else to go with uh, the conversation I, uh, other than to say uh, get an elite guy or trade back. Let, let me let me help you out, and I, I disagree. You you The more brags, the better. I'll, I'll throw you one compliment tonight because you're just so damn adorable in your J.D. Bears white hoodie and your and your focused look and everything else that's says? going on. You see what it says? No, I can't see what it says. This is, look at that. It says bear. The fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you you whispered it as if it didn't matter. Let me read you the, what Bruce Feldman was able to dig up on Jackson Smith and Jigba. You ready for this? I think so. You ready? Everybody pause. All right. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Here's the facts. His 20-yard shuttle time, which shows uh, your ability to cut, not straight line speed, cutting ability, 20-yard shuttle. At least I think that's what it is. Maybe I have it wrong. Regardless, I don't care what it is. 3.93 seconds was the fastest by a receiver at the combine in 10 years. All right? 10 years. Fastest shuttle time. Uh, He writes, last year, the Buckeyes produced two first-run wilds, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Both were 1,000-plus yard receivers as rookies. Coaches I've spoken to who faced all three, who faced them, not coached them, faced them, told me Smith and Jigama was is much more physical. And then here you go with the Ohio State receivers coach. His change of direction is definitely the best I've had. 
He's kind of unguardable. He'll be uber productive in the NFL. I think he'll be the guy that leads the league in receptions and receiving yards. Now, granted, this is his coach, so take it for what it's worth. But And this is where, this is where you come in, Braggs, because you love Marvin Harrison Jr. Quote, you can line him up anywhere. He's light on his feet, really strong hands, is strong after the catch, has great change of direction. He really blocks. His high point, he high points it really well. Just a better all-around player than Olave and Wilson. By the way, Garrett Wilson's, I mean, both those guys are studs. I thought he was better than Marvin Harrison Jr. too. They're different. You could put him in the slot and do a lot with them. I don't think Harrison will be able to run certain routes. You can line Smith and Jigma off. You can line Smith and Jigma off of the ball in stacks and bunches and really give people problems with pick routes, rub routes, and jerk routes. Always my favorite, the jerk route. You see people playing with three corner defense with that nickel who is more of a blitzer, and he will eat them alive. He's different than the other ones. There's more quickness to him, more suddenness. He can really make you miss with stops, restarts. He's really freaking good. When he was a sophomore in 2021, he looked like a pro. Now, remind me, by the way, how many how many Pro Bowls has DJ Moore made? I don't think he's made one. The answer is zero, correct. Yeah. All right. I'm not saying that, don't take it like I'm not high on DJ Moore, but the fact of the matter is the dude's never made a Pro Bowl. You telling me we, we couldn't use another elite wide receiver in this room? Sam Darnold thrown to him. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, well Mark, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I love talking to, to college coaches. Especially the ones where the players, you know, are coming from that respective school. What else is he gonna say? Like in he terms have of to like say all that, but he's he's gonna hype his guy up regardless. He's gonna Nick. hype his guy up regardless. We Nick, all know ask, that. Ask all right. About- well, I have a video I sent to Joey. I don't know if he has it queued up, but this is a guy I really respect when it comes mm-hmm. to opinion. Uh, because he's somebody that doesn't hold back if he doesn't, you know, he's not gonna sugarcoat things. I love Steve Smith. He's going to the Hall of Fame. This is what he had to say about Jackson Smith and Jigba. No, 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 no. He has athleticism. He's not fast. Some people say he's at uh, runs a four four eight. Uh, I think he might run four five. He is a slot receiver. He's a heck of a slot receiver. Six one, two hundred pounds. Man, that man knows how to run a route. He has a PhD in route running. Very good body control, and we see it over and over and over again. Talking about evaluating some people and I'm talking about wide receivers and I say high point, catching the ball, concentration. There are some guys that are ranked and you haven't seen these kind of catches. That body control and concentration, that's rare. His style of spectacular catch and great body control is out of this world. I love the production on that. (laughs) That was good. Hey, and I love the words coming out of Steve Smith's mouth there because when he's hyping it up like that, like I said, he's not a guy that's going to gas anybody up. So when he says that, I take a lot of weight in something that's said like that. I And again, you're not going to hear too much complaining of, from me on draft night. I mean, I'm all in with what the Bears are trying to do. So they draft Jackson Smith and Jigma, just like the other guys we've talked about tonight. I am going to be elated. The other guys, Paris Johnson, think, uh, you know, fills a need. P- Peter Skronsky fills a need. Uh, Tyree Wilson fills a need. Uh, Lucas Van Ness fills a need. You know, the cornerbacks, Devin Witherspoon or or the other one, Gonzalez, fill a need. Am I going to, like, you know, throw my chair across the room? You know, I don't know. I, I'll be fine with it and I'll be on board. But when we're talking about these kind of players, 
that are potential multipliers that can help your offense in a way, you know, and we've talked about it before with Jack, with the wide receivers. They only have DJ Moore with a three-year deal and Valus Jones on his rookie deal. Uh, uh, Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney only have one year left on their deal. This guy could come in. You know you have him for five years. Unbelievable, you know, catches, body control, his highlight reel, like Steve Smith says. Come on, guys. I mean, I want an elite player. That would that's that's what I want personally. I mean, call me crazy. So I, I saw in the chat, by the way, that people wanted what he would say about Zay Flowers, five nine one eighty two out of uh, Boston College, and who most have going in the first round. Um, small arms, uh, arm like twenty nine and a quarter inches, but he ran a four four. So this is this is what the coach uh, that that the athletic. Bruce Feldman talked to said about Flowers. Quote, he's a dude. There were times when we had him double and he still caught a touchdown pass on us. What do you do? He's electric and has really good ball skills. If you don't double him, he's going to double move the shit out of you. He's a strong little wide receiver from a blocking standpoint as well. After the catch, we recruited him and we thought he was a great human being, always smiling, loved that kid. And quote, he was awesome last year. He was awesome last year. Their quarterback was hurt. Their O-line wasn't a typical BC offensive line. And he almost single-handedly beat teams. He plays really hard. He can play slider outside. He's a great round runner. Really good after the catch. I think he's a tough kid too. Xavier came really hard to double. They motioned him. We'll put him in the backfield. Put him in the put him in the number one spot, the number two spot. I thought the Boston College offensive coordinator John McNulty did a great job with him last year. So, chat. I forget who said that. You you are correct. Zay's getting a lot of love there, and that's by the way from an opposing coach, which is super interesting. Makes it more so than in the example that I just gave you of JSN being given love by his own dude. But he didn't, I mean, he, he didn't go to the level that we just heard on, uh, on JSN. Listen, there's a reason why, you know, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers were, did not want to give up pick, you know, picks between 20 and 45 that was talked about in the, in a different athletic piece, because there's a lot of good players there. So maybe the bears, I, I'm still, you know, to Braggs' point, maybe they do trade down from nine and add in picks and take a Zay Flowers. That that very well could happen. I mean, everything's on the table at this point, obviously. But okay. Well, I mean, look, you know, somebody said in the chat, you can't you can't throw to him if you don't protect the quarterback. Curtis Newberry said that. Nick, let me ask you this: We have two first round picks next year. We don't know where they are yet. But can can a Paris Johnson type or a or a Peter Skaronsky type be had next year with one of our first two first uh first round picks, two first round picks. Yeah, Nick. Well, yeah, I mean, just again, talking to Brandon Thorne about like this class, he didn't think it was overall as as good of a, a class when it comes to the offensive tackles. Now, I don't know what he thinks or if he's done his homework on next year's class, but he said most of those guys were later round first round draft picks, including Paris Johnson Jr. and uh Broderick Jones. So I'm not going to say no. They they're can't they're find not Panay Sewell, right? We're going to take an offensive lineman because we want to protect the quarterback, but neither one are plug and play left tackles. How are you drafting an offensive lineman in the top 10? And he's not a plug and play left tackle. I, I just, yes, we need somebody to protect Justin Fields, but why are we reaching at nine when we should be taking elite? No, yeah. The one elite guy that, again, Brandon Thorne said was Pierre Skaronsky who he thinks will play guard. Like, he he doesn't think – again, he said maybe 
Chicago or Tennessee can see him playing tackle because the offensive line isn't that great, but eventually he's probably going to be moved inside. That's the one elite guy he has in this class. But it all depends too, you guys. Like, what if Ryan Pulse? Ryan Pulse can definitely see things differently. He can see Paris Johnson Jr. and his one year of starting a left tackle and think this guy is definitely has all the intangibles. Once he gets that anchor and that play strength a little bit better and getting in an NFL weight room, he couldn't be an elite guy. So it, it's different. It could be way different from how NFL teams are kind of structuring their boards and seeing these offensive tackles, but. It, um, to answer your question, though, Greg, there easily can be guys with two first-round draft picks that you can potentially go get your tackle that you ideally like, that fits your scheme, and that you know is going to be – or that you project is going to be a really good fit for your football team. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I just – to me, like, Penesuel is the perfect example. Everyone knew he was going to be a left tackle. Nobody had any questions on the type of player he was going to be in this league. These other guys, it's, I think, I think Broderick Jones. I think, you know, Peter Skaronsky. I think Paris Johnson can. There's not, I know. Okay, so that's where I start to get uncomfortable with taking those kind of, I think, players at nine. I want to, I know who this guy is at nine. And when I was at um, um, the Combine, there was a guy standing next to me that, you know, worked in Houston. I have no idea what Mark's doing. And he said, you know, I I, I know Bijan Robinson is the safest pick in this draft. That guy's going to be a stud. You know, I, I want I know players, not I think players. I, I, I was just holding this up just to see how long it would take for you to notice because when you go on the downward head thing, and I also would, <laughs> I like, if you could say, how do you, you say You ramble the- more than anyone. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Fair enough. On to the next topic. And let me ask you this. Will you say Penny Sewell ten times and I'll give you this pen? No, I love I the way not. you say it. Why? Penny? Penny. Like a bidet. Like a bidet. You're going to. Penny? How do you say it? Uh, I, I thought it was Penny. Penny Sewell. Penny? What? Penny? Penny. Bidet? Don't, don't screw with me right now. Bidets are. The best. I'm, I'm waiting for the chat to respond to this situation. <laughs> I, I think it. I think it could be our new. This could be. This could be the win of the year. All right. Uh, we got a very important end of the show here, but I do have to tell you that if you're watching the NCAA championship game tonight, you should be watching it on Fubo TV. 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live uh, to uh, to your TV from any device, which is awesome. I watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. That mean that's right. Cubs, Sox, everything on Fubo TV, which you do not get elsewhere. Uh, which is one of the main reasons why I'm probably just going to get rid of YouTube TV because Fubo TV you can do both. Start watching immediately with a seven day free trial, no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. There's a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Uh, you can watch local teams while traveling too. So, you know, you go out of town, you want to watch the Cubs, White Sox, and Marquee or NBC Sports Chicago, you can do that with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And as you know, you guys, CHGO Bears offseason coverage brought to you by ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at comed.com slash powering biz the comed energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money 
and energy. And of course, ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs, and that can be done in person or virtually and lasts approximately two hours. And don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. And so with all that being said, are you guys ready to, to sign up for a facility assessment? Of course you are. So what you got to do is call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with ComEd Energy Efficiency Program Representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website on comed.com slash facility assessment. I'm all in on a facility assessment. Need to get it done. Thank you, Crystal499. Braggs and Carm, we are going to lunch when I come to town. You're like my two sons that always fight, LOL. Crystal, we're in. I mean, I know I am. Braggs is uh, unpredictable. And um, Carm, you're I, always trying to take people from the chat to lunch, right? I am. I am, Joey. You're absolutely correct. I, 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 I want to bond with uh, every damn person that watches this show. Absolutely. We're in, Crystal. We are, we're 100% in, and, um, you know, I'm assuming you're inviting Nick, too. And, by the way, the lunch will be on Braggs, so the don't worry about it. The lunch will be on Duke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're going to dial up. So that's my plan. The Duke never watches after dark. The Duke Duke at night. Duke does things. Duke is duking it out at night. Well, then uh, that might, that might you know, um, whittle down where Duke Island actually is. Because, like, where is it, like, after midnight on the earth, that probably, like, right now he's it's too yeah. late. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not a central time zone island. Yeah. It's probably more, you're not interested in this. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, you're you're, you're trying to get us thinking. In, get, us thinking. Get, us, get us moving here. I got it. Uh, by the way, I'll be at the Bulls in Atlanta tomorrow night. So <laughs> if you see me out there and you say hello, uh, first person that says hello to me at the Bulls game tomorrow night, I'll buy you a whatever you want. Hot dog, beverage, I'm in. Well, we'll, we can go premium, go to the uh, Carvery, get you First uh, person to take a popcorn bucket and do a mini Benny the Bull moment over Carm's head, I'll buy them a shirt from the CHGO Sports Store. (laughs) (laughs) Now I got to sit there and worry the whole game that some dude's going to just sit. And I mean that. And you I know, know you're watching do. that sees this, sees this. Yeah. yeah you yeah, see yeah, Carm yeah. at the game, do a little Benny the Bull impersonation, popcorn over the head, you get a shirt. You Just know, it don't was, get kicked out because that's not my fault if you do it, that. It was, it was Benny's birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, it was like a nonstop tribute to Benny. And as you may know, I get a little irritated with good old Benny. First of all, the dude can't shoot. I mean, he does that over-the-head thing from half-court. I think he's made it in like four games yesterday. On his birthday, of course, he came up woefully short, and it was just, uh, you know, the standard Benny, O for performance. And then the dude is walking, like there's the hockey boards, right? So he gets up on the hockey board and is walking down, like so he's right in front of, you know, the the, the $500 seats, uh screaming for attention and I'm getting super like 
you know, if I, if I was sitting in the second row and I got the furry thing sitting in front of me, I'd be like, get out of the way, dog. This is a huge game. Get the Memphis Grizzlies in town. One of the great second halves of, of the entire season. I got Benny the Bull in front of me. But then I noticed, shout out to you, Benny, on your birthday, that there were a bunch of kids lining up to give uh, Benny high fives. So, but get I'm, out of I'm, the way. I'm not Team Benny. <laughs> I'm just not Team Benny. Not a Benny guy. I like old school Benny. I like I like the I liked Fat Benny. Fat Benny who <laughs> stayed stayed in the background. That was the good Benny that what came about, out. What about the weed smoking Benny? That can, they didn't like that guy either. Double, he sucked, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I give me. I want. I want old Benny coming back. Just go. You know, do your wiggle thing and and let's call it a day. All right. On that note. I, I want to weigh in here on uh, me and you, Nick. Our, our our alma mater was in the national championship game. Women's basketball it was just unbelievable entertainment. Uh, the Hawkeyes run to the final was just amazing. Caitlin Clark sweeping the nation. And then, uh, you know, she got under some skins over there. And apparently, uh, clearly, Angel Reese of LSU was one of them. And Reese... Wanted to chase her around the court and do the I can't see you thing um, and then point at the ring and, and give her the taunt. And America's going crazy. Twitter's going nuts. And I don't, I, you know, we don't have to talk long and hard about this. It's 730. We've been on an hour or whatnot. But I just, I, I just want to remind everybody out there that we all have our biases in life, Okay. Tall, short, thin, fat, white, black, man, woman, old, young. We've all been taught stuff along the way, all right? And this one, it kind of sucks that great competition and two millennials or whatever they are, whatever, whatever college kids are called nowadays are, that just... You know, who, I mean, Caitlin Clark's having her moments, you know, taunted people on the court. I, Reese went a little further in my mind, but whatever. They're still, they're still in this, they're still on the same playground. Like, mm-hmm. and the fact that, it, that so many people want to go at, and, and I, and I, for the record, I didn't like it. I was like, oh man, that, that does not feel good right in my face, Angel Reese. But I had to step back from it and be like, eh. You know, when you, when you dish it out, sometimes you got to take it, and and sh- and I, that line gets blurry as to how far someone's going to go. She didn't injure her. She she just went straight taunt, aggressive taunt. We won the national title, and we beat your ass, and I'm going to give it to you. And Kaylin Clark didn't say shit. She didn't complain about it then. She didn't complain about it at the press conference. She just gave them credit, and that was it. And yet... Everyone's, you know, wants to just vilify a young college athlete who is having herself a good time in Angel Reese. So my long-winded whatever is just, listen, it's okay to have biases. Everybody has them. But an adult is able to look at them and, and, and realize, like, that opinion is not a mature one. And I can see that oh, that's what I was taught or that's what I learned along the way or that's what I, how I was when I was 10 years old. But when I get a little bit older, I'm going to realize that, you know, there's a lot of nuance and personality and stuff going on under the underneath that drives people to do what they do. 
and I'm not going to completely freak out and try and, and attack somebody on Twitter or <clears throat> or talk a bunch of nonsense when you know we really could have just been celebrating phenomenal competition and we could have focused on the terrible job by the referees and how Iowa should have won the damn game. There we go. Yeah, Is Mark. That- for me, like, is I was thinking about like this way. When you are a Chicago sports fan and Iowa Hawkeyes fan, you don't unfortunately get to see a lot of championships. So this opportunity for, and I have my family and my good portion of my family were watching this game. And then, you know, obviously they're going to lose the game. And then, you know, Reese kind of does what she, like at the free throw line, I had no problem with that handle. It's like, man, I hate you, but that's kind of badass how you're doing it to her, right? <laughs> And then at the end, it's like anything LSU could have done, I was going to be angry with because my team lost. Right. And so it's it just like I couldn't get that emotion. Like it, it was going to happen regardless. It could have shook hands and been all fine. I'm like, don't even touch her. Like it would that would have been my reaction because Iowa lost the national championship. But what I will say is this. Like Reese, Caitlin Clark, the, the sport of women's college basketball – like I want those two teams to be in the championship next year because I want I'm looking forward to Let's that go. matchup again Let's because go. they made it exciting and now that you're talking trash like you know after a couple of hours of kind of like thinking about it, like that's good for the game. It's unfortunate that the that the the officiating in that game was terrible. Just a lot of stop and stoppage in the game but now that you know you have like some storylines going into next season like I want that to be the championship game. I want them to talk shit and then we could see what happens. And of course, I was not happy with the result or, or any of that. Like when, when LSU is making three pointers that they haven't made all season, I'm like, this is just, this is just, you know, it's their day. But it did aggravate me because, like I said, anything at that moment was going to aggravate me seeing Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes lose. But, you know, I'm looking forward to next season. And I already said, I'm going to go to Iowa City and watch Caitlin Clark play, it, you know, in Carver Hawkeye Arena because I want to see that. I know, Greg, you've, you said that too, that you want to see her play. We, we should maybe schedule that sometime, but yeah, it was. Boiler up. It, <laughs> Boiler up and we'll see West, the Hawkeyes. West Lafayette's yeah. a little closer. That's is true. Matt Eady playing on the women's team this year? Well, excuse me. <laughs> Watch your tongue. You mean national player of the year? That's right. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I just think it was a very um, layered discussion that unfolded after the game was over. I was fine with the, Smack talk. Caitlin Clark is, you know, waving off during the game. The the um mm-hmm. South Carolina player, like, you ain't making that shot. You know, so she's, the, that's showing somebody up. That's within the confines of the game. I get that. It's not chasing someone around for 20 seconds to, you know, do the, you know, in your face or pointing at the ring. And she's trying to get her attention, I felt like, which is what prolonged the 20 seconds of smack talk. And to Caitlin's credit. She's kind of like a boss move. Like, I ain't, I ain't even looking at you. I mean, I don't know. that. Like, to me, I thought there was some gamesmanship there. I didn't have a problem with her talking smack, though. Caitlin Clark's been talking smack all year long. Uh, that's kind of what it's become. The girl from Louisville uh, seems like a trash talker, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very competitive. I, I don't even know if I want to call it trash talking. Because I don't think it's trash. I think it's just competitiveness. Um, but then when the game was over and the discussion unfolded, you know, to see what Dave Portnoy said, you know, classless POS, that was garbage. To see Keith Olbermann, who I, I think was a great talent on Sports Center, saying, um, you know, effing, 
you know, idiot or classless, whatever she, he said. I thought that was uh, below the belt for someone talking about a young player. You know, I, I consider them kids, but some people say they're not kids. They're in college. Fine. They're still kids in my book. I know when my daughter's that age, she's still a kid in my eyes. I don't know if I'd go to that far with the rhetoric, but they're adults at the end of the day. They can handle it. I think they're handling it better than society mm-hmm. itself on Twitter's handling it. Yeah. Because it's turned into a culture war. It's turned into a race discussion. <clears throat> it reminds me a lot of like when Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and there was just, you know, people that identified with one or the other. And to, it got to a point if you like watch the, the Lakers uh, Celtics documentary where they had to like sit down with the media and like talk to everyone. Like, look, we respect each other. Let's, let's enjoy but, basketball, you know? And, and yeah, you're going to identify with somebody, but we don't Bird need to would, denigrate one or the other. Go he, ahead. He's got me excited. I'm sorry. Bird. One of the more potent ones around, this is not exactly the same thing, but you know, Dennis Rodman went and said that if Bird was white, he'd just be an average player. And then Isaiah backed it up. This was, you know, middle of the 80s. And when you were winding all the way back, Bird had to go in front of the press and be like, the the best players are the black players. Like, that that literally was something that he did to just confirm that the black players are better. Than, but, it, but Larry Bird was just like, Larry Bird, would, they would, when they would put a white guy on him, he would get pissed. He, he would, like, start, he would be yelling at the other day, you're putting this guy on me? I, you know, this, it, he, he considered it disrespectful. So it's not the same stuff, but it, it just. No, but just... I think the like where it unfolded after the game, where it was somewhat of a culture war, hundred percent, a race war, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think a lot of the angst that LSU showed had less to do about Caitlin Clark and more about the media coverage of her leading into the game. And it was understandably so why the media was hyping her up. She had an unbelievable year tournament. She's been a great player in her career, but the media coverage was so overwhelming that LSU was the forgotten team, the forgotten players. They weren't getting covered going into this game. So they took that with a chip on their shoulder and used that as motivation to beat Caitlin Clark. You know, and and so, you know, it may have felt directed at her in a lot of ways. And obviously Angel Reese was directing it straight at her. But I think it was also more so just about the media coverage being solely about her and nobody else that was playing in that game. And these girls were like, hey, this is our moment, too. And we just won. So how right. about that? And, hey, like Nick said, I, I think both girls agree that it's great for the sport. It's, I mean, that was like the most watched, obviously I don't even have to see the numbers to know it was the most watched game. Everybody was talking about it. It was the most, everybody was talking about it after the game, one way or the other, mm-hmm. it was disappointing that the refs and, and, you know, racial divide were somewhat of the focus after the game when it should be talking about how great these girls played and how exciting the whole tournament was in general. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's growing the sport. Caitlin Clark's growing, growing the sport. Angel Reese has helped growing the sport. It had me interested. It had a lot of other people that don't watch women's basketball as much interested. So at the end of the day, it's a plus. You just got to get through some of the, you know, the the fallout from some of this. And uh, and I and I think I, I'm able to take a step back and 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 see how it is. But I think others, like you said, there's bias and and people kind of get their chest out for who 
they feel they identify with more, and and I and I get that too. I, I was watch. I was at the Bulls game yesterday, so I didn't see as much of the final, but I watched uh, the entire semi against uh, South Carolina. That was a phenomenal basketball game. Men, women, aliens, whatever. It was incredible. It, the the it was. I mean, I, I I could not have been more entertained. The product's been fantastic. And let me just wrap it on this. Look, uh, most popular boxer of all time. Who is it? Muhammad Ali. Correct. Correct, Nicholas Moriano. Now, when Muhammad Ali was, this is not the same thing, but I just, but I just want to give a reminder out there. When Muhammad Ali was in his prime, and he didn't want to go to war, this there was a large portion of the populace who freaking hated Muhammad Ali. They hated him. And I would argue that you could not you could not find a better uh, patriot representative of humanity, competitor, uh, you know, beloved in the end when he was a lot less threatening. But one of the, one of the, if, if I, you can combine everything together with talent and impact and uh, what he took on, it's hard to beat Muhammad Ali's contribution to everything. And that they hated him. A lot of people, um, and and they were obviously wrong. Now this is not the same thing, but but when you are outspoken and when you are doing things that are not popular, and you are African American, and then you throw in the women part of it, I just think people it'd be nice if people could just take a deep breath and pause and gain some perspective before trying to vilify someone and and just get a get a grip on your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hated the fact that she did that to Caitlin Clark in my Iowa Hawkeyes. That sucked. Well, but and that I was the did. other so so many people in the country wanted Iowa to win. Even people that weren't emotionally invested in Iowa up until like two weeks ago wanted Iowa to win. I I was so excited by Caitlin Clark. I wanted to see her win. I thought it was a good story. So I think that's what happens is you get emotionally wrapped up in it. Like, even when Kaylin Clark, during the game, she started to rack up fouls, and then she got that technical foul. I personally felt like, as as tough of a call as it was, I thought she deserved the tech. She took the ball and chucked it out of bounds. because Oh, come on. She was not happy. I'm sorry. That's all I see. Hey, I'm not saying it was, like, they could have let it go, but by the the letter of the law, she took the ball and threw it out of bounds away from the ref because she was mad. So You're a letter of the law guy? I, you're the letter of the law guy. I'm not you want the, le- the other team to admit when they don't catch a pass. So don't that's different. That's to- that, is, that is so different. That is, <laughs> it that is, is not a, different. That, that is so and offensive what you just she said. She should have had more composure. That's not the letter of the moment. law. That's the opposite of the letter of the law. The letter of the law is that they got the call, and no, and it, 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 no matter if it's right or wrong. The letter of the law. Okay, I would have been fine with them not calling it, but at the end of the day, she can't give the ref an opportunity to call that. She was frustrated. It was a frustrated. She got a frustrated tech. She shouldn't have got it. She already had three fouls. Players she, are allowed. Players are allowed to be frustrated. We got to. We got to wrap because Cubs post right, is coming fine. up and Joey's got to go. I'm just saying. So, like, right. I just think there was an element of you know, it was like building towards that by the end of the game. Like, oh, they're not getting all these calls are going against Iowa. Nobody, you know, there was just a lot going on in you know beyond you know what happened at the end of the game that led to that moment. And LSU won it. They deserve to win. So, you know, I give them all the credit in the world. Look forward to a rematch next year. There we go.
Uh, all right, Cubs post is coming up there in the seventh, so it's not coming up in the second here, but uh, we got to prep it up here, and Cubs are down 7-6 to the Reds. Damn. If they drop to 1-3, <laughs> uh, White Sox lost to the Giants 12-3. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain optimistic here for a minute, uh, but if they get to 1-3 in, in another 28 minutes, I might have to ask Cody Del Mendo if the Cubs will see 500 again this season. Um, yikes. <laughs> yikes. Let's go. Can we get a good start? I was so happy at 1-0. and All right. Hey, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, Gary, we'll, we'll get our bet down. Nick, what do we bet? This hat versus that football. The Carter will not will be there at 9, and the Bears won't take him. This hat versus that football. Damn it. Let's do it. Washed and, and ironed, and, and, and you can polish that thing for me. Braggs? I'll, I'll inflate it, too. Thank you. What? It's great being with you, buddy. <laughs> I look like a <laughs> Russian. <laughs> so you look like a. That's uh, right. I got this hat. Putin said one of those Russian thing. dancers. I forget what they call them. Uh, no, no, no. This is this is from uh, my Bubby who made a kishka, and uh, she gave me this hat so it would be warm. Bubby made a kishka. Name the movie. Anybody? No, no, Bubby. <laughs> We're not old. <laughs> I know this movie came out in 1982. Bubby. <laughs> 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 I don't know not what you're. Uh, you're. You didn't get to my Joey. You didn't put up my picture from uh, oh, from the God. court. The NCAA Final Four court. When you're watching the game tonight, just think about the the, the male genitalia. He's like, we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> you didn't get my picture of the court. <laughs> well, I'm googling when when Four Year Consideration came out, which was 2006. The movie's Four Year Consideration. Bubby made a kishka. Have a great night. We'll uh, see you next week for Bears After Dark. Wait, hold Bears. on, Carm. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is just for our viewers <laughs> this on is, YouTube. Bobby made a kishka. The people that stick it out this long through the nonsense, they really love us. So we might as well just give them. I mean, what is that, Braggs? What the hell's going on there, NCAA Final Four? What am, why am I what? What did I do? What well, does that look like to you? Just, Who came up I with mean, that color scheme? What's oh breaking? my god! That was my light. Hey, you know, speaking of mascots, like, we're gonna keep this goof train rolling. I might as well tell this story. You're talking about mascots. We were keeping Saturday. The yeah. Saturday, we took uh, Addison to an Easter breakfast thing. Don't you walk away from me, Carl? I'm listening. And <laughs> there were all these different mascots. There, like Bluey and Sonic the Hedgehog, and all these different characters. And the Mario, the Super Mario mascot. We Addie's about to take a picture with Super Mario, and then all of a sudden Super Mario starts to pass out. And <laughs> she was next in line. And we thought that Mario was like joking, like falling into these people, but really the person underneath the mascot was literally passing out because of heat exhaustion from being under this mascot suit. It, it gets to it gets better. She's fine. The the, the there was a girl underneath oh. this this Super Mario. She ended up being fine, so I can tell the story. But she's laying on the ground. My wife, who's a nurse is like helping, you know, she's doing her job. I ran to try to get somebody that worked there to call 
you know, the fire department. My wife is helping this young lady. She's got heat exhaustion, not enough sugar, whatever. My daughter Addison comes over my wife's shoulder and is like, Mommy, can we go see the Easter Bunny now? Like, while she's <laughs> tending to this poor girl. Daddy did not care at all about what was happening. So that That's was my amazing. mascot story for you. Wow. Can I, can I tell what last yeah, one? Yeah, people are going to hang out this late. You know, 220 people still in the chat. So everybody hit the like button. You obviously like mm -hmm. this nonsense. If you're here this long, I'm sure there'll I'll be somebody yelling at us. I'll, I'll just tell, if you're here I'll this just, long, you like us, we're going to tell you the funny stories. Yeah, here's here's my last one, and then we're really going. Uh, I did Division II college basketball play-by-play -play for St. Edwards University. No names are going to be mentioned here. But we're on the road. And some dude's coming, one of the players is coming back late at night. And I was like, uh, and he was like, he was excited about somebody who was coming over. And I, and I said, uh, like, oh yeah, one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the cheerleaders. And he just looks at me. He's like, nah, mascot. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> nah, mascot. And I was like, you're the dude. You're the dude. <laughs> Not a cheerleader. He's going mascot. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Anybody at the Bulls game? Benny the Bull. Popcorn bucket on our guy Cram here. You get a free shirt from Braggs. Just saying. Uh, have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. We'll see you next see time. See ya. <laughs>